Hello, this is Tucker Johnson, once again coming to you live on the Nimsy Live podcast, videocast, whatever we're calling us these days, with special guests. They're all special. I guess if they're all special, none of them are special. And right. And is special the word you want to use? Is, well, special can mean many things, Michael exactly. Stevens. I, I'm definitely one thing special. <laughs> well, this, this is a special podcast today because Michael and I have known each other longer than my wife and I have known each other. And we have probably gotten in more mm-hmm. argument than my wife and I have over the years of our it's lives. It's probably a close, that's a close race. <laughs> it's a close race. It's a close race. Let me, <laughs> let, let me do my intro here. You're already throwing me off here. Welcome to the Nimsy Live podcast, Nimsy Insight is a market research consulting and advisory company specializing in helping companies go global and helping global companies better reach their international customers. And what that means is taking the true sense of the word localization and making sure that your local audiences perceive your product and service in the same way they would as if it was a company down the street. This is what we do. We work with big clients that, um, the top ones. I really need to work on my pitch, Michael. This is why I need. If people, I, if people don't know about Nimsy, just have them write, call, email me, and oh. I'll gladly tell them. Oh, okay, all it's right. Not during, not during the live stream. There, I the... need to focus on talking. But <laughs> the, the, I mean, if you don't know, you, you need to ask somebody. Yeah. people know about Nimsy. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, Nimsy is out there. So if you're watching this, if you're already a fan, a follower, then thank you. Like, we appreciate you. <laughs> if you stumbled on this, I am so sorry. Go somewhere else. Yeah. If you, <laughs> There's a well, lot more interesting well, things to listen to. If you did stumble on this, I would love for you to like and subscribe. Oh, <laughs> because, yeah, right here. Yeah, right, right here, right here. Uh, here, I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah, please. please. This is why I don't do video. It's too much fun. It's, it, it is way too much fun. It is way too much fun. So for our listeners, viewers out there, and if you're joining us live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Twitter, then um, please engage in the comments. And if, if you have yard. Or stream StreamYard. You just heard that word somewhere and you wanted to use it, didn't you, Michael? No, they're they're the they're the up and comers in the space. Yeah, but I think Streamyard they're not a platform. They're they're distribution channel. They're a distribution channel. Yeah, we use and Restream here. It's quite possible that they will be uh, a platform as well in the near future. Yeah, really. Oh, someone, the rumors someone's right. been selling to Streamyard. Uh, <laughs> it sounds somebody, like someone's been doing their discovery. It's a, you know it's an industry. Yeah, it's, it's an industry. Well, what what are we talking about today, Michael? I have up here in the title. Competition, co-op edition, and innovation in language services. And this, for, for all of you, if it sounds like we're coming in halfway through a conversation, it's because Michael, Michael Stevens, and I were at dinner last night with some with some cool people here in the localization yeah. industry in yeah. in Seattle. So it was practice. Uh, it was practice. I, we we set up a set up a dinner because all of us had been in our basements for <laughs> a year and a half, and. We wanted to see if we could actually go out in public and not show up in our uh, pajamas. Yeah, and I think most of us uh, accomplished that. I was pretty... One, per- one person did say they had their pajamas on underneath their court. Yeah, I really want to name names here, but... No, yeah, but we'll, we'll protect the guilty. <laughs> we'll protect the guilty. <laughs> exactly. Your secrets are safe with us, uh, GR. Yeah, well, oh, GR. <laughs> GR? Okay, um, I got a plug. I'm sorry, I got to plug your um, podcast here, um, the Global Podcast, because I am honored enough here to have Michael Stevens on. Michael, you were like one of the OG podcasters for our industry, and I know there's other people out there doing it. No disrespect to them, but no, it's 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 amazing to see the plethora of voices that have come out. I mean, it's happened in every industry, so it shouldn't be a surprise that it happened in localization, where we care about words and access and things like that so i i um i had a passion for listening to podcasts i think that has to do with my age honestly i was the right i I, a white male of a certain demographic and when podcasts came out we were like oh i'm gonna stop listening to talk radio and i'm gonna start listening to podcasts i I was just about to say podcasts are like the talk radio the am talk radio of our generation like drive my drive the kids nuts listening to it and um that I kept, I was at a company at the time, which was Moravia, mm. uh, which no longer exists. 
And they, I, I <laughs> that's saying, what I say too. It's like, yeah, <laughs> Ravi doesn't exist anymore, which is true. That's a true statement. Yeah. And, and a bunch of people's hearts broke at, yeah. every time. It's like an angel loses its wings. Yeah, so I know. It makes me simultaneously sad and yeah. smile when I say Ravi no longer exists. Yeah. So within Moravia, I kept saying, hey, guys, we should do a podcast. And everyone was like, yeah, Michael, go ahead, do it. Like, you have weekends. That would be awesome. What? And I was like, wait a second. Like, these take a lot of work in a team. And I, like, I need help. And, <laughs> Unless uh, you so do it like me, where I'm just like, hit the live button and see what happens. Not <laughs> We just talked about this before we got started. Not many people are as good at as many things as you, Tucker. Oh, yeah, so, well, that's why I need smart people and, as guests. because And I am certainly it, not good at that many things. And so I needed a lot of help to get this off the ground. And I got a new boss. And instead of pitching this idea, I sent him my three favorite podcasts on a Friday evening before I signed off for work. Okay. Monday morning at 6.30 a.m., I got a call from this person saying, when are we doing a podcast together? And that was the birth of my podcasting history. It was with Renato Beninato. Right, right. And we started Globally Speaking, uh, which was fully sponsored and supported by uh, – moravia at the time and then rws uh, uh against their better judgment it was supported by them and um then when i left rws we sort of kicked it up again into what is now the global podcast yep um it's a little less pressure to not that renato nor i really feel much pressure to have to say the company line we we just sort of speak. yeah um but now we really don't have to and so our goal was always to because this was before all the conferences were virtual. And mm -hmm. we felt like every time we went to a conference in our industry, and this leads to the topic, whoa, we got there. Um, when you go to a conference, the, the materials in the that conference- That was all planned. Pretty, that was all planned. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool to hear people speak at you, but the best conversations are the ones in the bar at night when people are like their real selves, right? They're yeah. just, maybe they've had a drink, maybe they haven't, but they're just speaking honestly about the work we do. I've and only had two this morning, so. You've had two, two coffees. Yeah. Two yeah. Coffees. <laughs> and we, to see experts and, and like, I've been in the industry long enough that people think I know something because I've listened to enough smart people say things. Right. And so I've learned, but when this first came about, I, I would just be in these situations and the, you know, a head of localization from a major tech company, Microsoft, Google, Apple, would be sitting across from the bar and just talking in details that I couldn't even begin to understand about what's really happening mm -hmm. in our industry. And then as I progressed in my career, the, you know, the faces changed and some of them stayed the same and it, it, the tribe grew. But I thought, man, everyone should be having these type of conversations. Right. And so when we started the podcast, we because just you're privileged enough to have budget to go to those conferences, right? Exactly. And and I remember the same thing back when I, at Moravia and before Moravia is like I was not always the guy that bosses gave budget to go to conferences for, and I didn't have access to all of that yeah. talk, right? And in our industry, if you were able to get that budget, um, and you were able to create the physical presence with people is an incredibly generous and accessible industry. Mm -hmm. um, I always say you're one introduction away from the person who created Trados. Right. You're one introduction away from the person who came up with ISO standards for internationalization. You, you sort of name a tech or an innovation or anything. Um, the people are very, very close. We're, we're an ancient industry, but technology and everything, we're a very young industry. I, I, so, I think in my book, I called it the oldest profession on earth, which is a joke because in English, you say the oldest profession on earth is prostitution. But I said, yes. you know, before prostitution happened, someone needed to negotiate rates, which required yes. language. Yes. So, yes. Because in marriage, there's no negotiating the rate. No, no, there's not. There's, <laughs> exactly. Well, really, really bad joke. Yeah, I thank you for your, I thank you for your contribution with the global <laughs> podcast. You've been you've been a inspiration to folks like me and to other people. I'm interviewing someone else today who is also hosting a podcast, and and oh my gosh, I want to say, um, not um Slovak, no, um Croatian. I think she does a Croatian language wow. podcast, and 
that to me is super cool because we're starting to see diversification, true localization of the podcast. Um, people, cool. because of the barrier to entry is so low, people can get out there and really start appealing to their local audiences as well. And what, what I didn't realize at the time, I'm much more of like, I like to look back on the history and first principles of why things happen. So while I wanted to be that casual style of experts talking, I also wanted to tell the story of how our industry has developed because mm. I don't think that's told enough. And I, I, I want to be uh, who's the filmmaker who's done like the American filmmaker who does Civil War and baseball. And, oh, Ken Burns. Uh, Ken Burns. Yeah. I wanted to be the podcasting Ken Burns for localization was sort of my goal. Okay. The, the irony is Renato is like future, future, future innovation. Let's talk about the latest and greatest thing. And so I think that created a dynamic tension between our goals, which, which made it more interesting to listen to. Because oh. we weren't both just like boring old people. I'm the boring old person. Renato's the young, sprightly, and thoughtful person. <laughs> Ironically and we, enough. Yeah, exactly. And we played off of this, this thing. Um, where was I going with that? That, that, that said, the, I didn't realize that I would do it long enough where people would come into this industry for their career and a part of their introduction to the industry would be our silly podcast that's scary that's scary it like is, uh, it uh, is wild uh, the first podcast we ever did together i think renato and i both had at least a bottle of wine because we we, we did a crowd we did a crowd thing right and it was like live and it was it was a totally different feel than what we do now it was in with our company and it was people were shouting things at us while we were doing it it was like performance art kind of and and then we were like, well, we can't do that every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that was fun, but yeah, that was intense. And we actually have done a couple of those style at Loke World um, it, where we would interview a, couple, a number of yeah. people. We did two of them, and th that was pretty fun as well. Um, I think anyway, you've interviewed me a couple times, and I think one of them was publishable. <laughs> I, I think there's some MP3 sitting on your hard drive somewhere. We're like, yeah, we're not, I think we're not gonna publish crashed. that one. I, I think that we had a trouble with the mic. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah, a cord yeah. issue. It was a hardware issue. It was. I'm <laughs> sure. Kink in the cord. So anyway, I'm super grateful that it's impacted people. And I had very. I thought we would do 12, and call it a a day. A series. And yeah. I would be like, I would learn how to do podcasts, and then I'd move on to do my real podcast. Yeah about jazz history or something like something not look look and uh i love the time spent with renato i love the guests that we have and uh we've done uh close to 120 wow. podcasts together congratulations yes on well, all it's those wild. conversations too you're learning at each of those i mean if you just think about that that's 120 hours you've spent talking to experts in the related field so you, you can't walk away from that not knowing something and that's um here's my t second our second attempt at a segue here into the subject that leads us nicely into <laughs> this idea of competition cooperation, and innovation in the language services industry and because you've seen it all out there and yeah. i'll well, well and to finish on the podcast thing though because it's related is Moravia took a huge chance hmm. on it. They had they had no idea Thanks, what this this young person would say when they got on the microphone every other week and interviewed people. Some were clients, some were not clients, some were authors. Like it, they did, they gave up a level of control. Now they did. They told me they listened to them and approved <laughs> them. I, I I would be surprised if that really happened. Then when RWS came into the picture, there was some sense of tension of like, whoa, during the acquisition, no one told us that there is a sales guy publicly saying stuff every other week on the internet about us. I'm surprised they us. let you keep publishing during the due uh, diligence period. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know. And to their credit, though, once they knew, they just said, we need a framework that allows for this to happen in a way that is fair because we are paying for it and michael is an employee <laughs> and like we're funding it and so it became you know fair enough it taught it taught me a lot about doing a creative exercise within a company mm. so so i learned that piece of it what i what a highlight is you know now the largest company in our industry still had a vision for putting out content that was good for everyone mm. it was not just about them and and one of our rules was and one of our rules to this day is you still can't flatter the hosts 
that's not the point of the podcast. The point of the podcast is to give people a platform and the ability to speak. I don't have that but, problem. Not that many yeah. people come on with nice things to say about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really Renato. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we did a similar interview of guests recently, and they were like, Renato, you said this amazing thing in our research. And then they were like, and Michael, we think you, we did interview you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, but it does get to the generosity of our industry. Yeah. And, and and I've, I've had this conversation so many times, just like within the last week here, because it's, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of local lunches, a lot of local lunches. And since they've all gone virtual, like you can, I can, I think I'm joining the Monterey local lunch today. Um, Atlanta. I missed Atlanta yesterday, which bugs me because. Do they call it Atlanta or do they call it Hotlanta? I don't know. Atlanta, baby. Ask Camicia. My my friend and colleague Camicia is heading to Atlanta one, so I wanted to make that one. But I there's all these different local lunches, and I love that you can just drop into them. And every single one, well, I mean not every single one, but a lot of them, there's newcomers. And consistently, I hear from those newcomers. They're just like dumbfounded. They're like, wow. Like, like uh, you guys are being so nice. Like you don't know me. You're making introductions. You're sending me resources. You're sending me links. And I think in that regard, we are a very cooperative, innovative um, industry that even if not officially or not like on paper, I think at some gut level, those of us that have been around here for a while realize that it's not a zero sum game on the vendor side and that a rising tide really does raise all ships. Well, in our, in our best moments, we live out the fact that the, the world embraces diversity Mm. and we live out that principle. So uh, there, there's a acquaintance of mine named Shane Claiborne who was at a monastery and he was walking around the monastery with the monk and there were chickens everywhere. And the monk said, uh, do you know what type of species of chicken that is? And Shane would say no. And the monk would name the species of chicken. And, go, and he, he did this about a dozen times, mm-hmm. all different species of chickens. And, and um, finally Shane is like, what's the point of naming all these chickens? And the guy goes, how many types of chickens do you need? Right. One, right. They're, they're good to eat. The delicious kind. They lay lay eggs. Like cool. And he said, it's, it's clear from the number of species of chickens there are that the universe determines diversity is a good thing. Hmm. Like how cool is that? And that, that fits into languages. Hmm. When I started in this industry, I thought "Hmm, one day we're all going to be out of work because we're going to be speaking. Oh shit. Camisa is watching. Hi, Camisa. English. We just gave you a shout out, Camisa. We did. Hi, Camisa. Atlanta. Hot, hot we Lana, did. Hot Lana. Hot Lana. All right. Where's my chat? There we go. Hot Lana Loke Lunch. Atlanta. Um, we did have lots of newcomers, and I second guess your synopsis. I was struck by the generosity as well. Oh. Thanks for watching, Camisa. Good to see you. Wow. This is this is like live performance. That's why we call it live. <laughs> so cool. I just so, I, yeah go on. So clearly, clearly Sorry. in the in the however long I've been in the industry, I'm now convinced. Like screw universal language. No offense to people. No who are working towards that. Esperanto. No Esperanto. Are there still people talking no. about that? Like, is that still a thing? I don't think that's a serious thing anymore. Companies still localize in it. Seriously. They do. In my career, I've never I've never localized into Esperanto. But I mean, yeah. that's, who am I? I think right? you have Microsoft. I think Microsoft is not me. Esperanto. Not me. I never worked. Not you personally? No, not me personally. That's all I'm saying. I'm not okay. saying Moravia or we localize or anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, but, it, but, it, but it's fascinating that like this this idea of uh, – I come from a theological background, so please if you're me like too. atheist. I just, just write, took the Bible college off my LinkedIn the other day because yeah, it wasn't relevant. And just, and just like recontextualize what I'm saying because it's not like – it's just a framework for speaking about things. But like – talk about like the the tower of babel and i thought the reversal of this thing of like all the languages being introduced to the world was going back to one language Mm -hmm. and now i'm like no actually that whole thing was a gift and the the sort of universal extension of it is the glorious things that come out of the diversity and what's the thing like some hawaiian languages so you're saying splitting of the splitting of the tongues was a gift 
Yeah, it was a blessing actually. Interesting. Because because the the Hawaiians have a hundred words for wave, and um, Eskimos have a hundred words for snow. Americans and have a hundred words for light beer. For light beer, like it's just it's just each culture. It's a part of like culture and humanity and creativity. Um, and again, we're getting into like Chomsky territory, right? Of like how <laughs> yeah. much of it is universal and how much of it is learned. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, this so I, it, it is. It's a generous industry, and its best moments. It's a diverse in, in this industry. Um, we all will work together at some point. Right. Uh, it, it, you, you people change companies. Companies get bought and sold, and you, you, uh, the people who have made it in this industry for I would say more than five years are known by others hmm. and that is both good and bad it's it's good and bad it's good and bad because you get a reputation in this industry and it can be hard to shake but that's uh true of any industry yep and i i stepped out i i got more into offshore software development hmm. and testing for about a year and a half that's right and you left the industry for a little yeah, while just for like a breath yeah. and i i remember sitting in a meeting during that time and i had sold a app for a electric car it was an iphone app for ford and we were going over it with ford because they said this is not what i ordered <laughs> and i had i'm not technical mm -hmm. and so i pulled out the requirements sheet and i said is it built on the iphone yes does it do that and i read through and all the people said yes 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 and the ceo of the company i was with was sitting there and I said, so how can you tell me this is not what you ordered if it meets every spec? Mm. And they're like, it just doesn't. <laughs> and so I said, is this a negotiation tactic because you don't want to pay? Fair question. And the CEO looked like he was going to drop dead. <laughs> and I said that because I was like, I, I've is... seen that look on bosses' faces before. <laughs> right. I was like, this <laughs> is wrong. And while I said that, I thought to myself, no one ever said we didn't deliver French. Yeah. They said your French sucks, <laughs> right? Like we got to argue about quality, mm -hmm. but like we have a product that is so tangible when it comes down to words that we're not talking about whether it exists or not. We're talking about the quality of it, the timing of it, um, the price of it. Right. We, we're, we're, it's not ethereal. And so uh, that's something, and then I was excited to get back into the industry once I had that experience. And then when I came back, I still had friends. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, and you uh, slipped right back into the industry. Like I remember that it's to the point where it's like, I'd forgotten you had even gone outside the industry on this. Yeah. And it felt very lonely outside the, and this isn't like a stay in localization because we need everyone. Yeah, no, no. Talk, Escape but, if you can. Oh, yeah, like, go, Take go me with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blinking. I'm blinking twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but there was, it was a very lonely time when I was doing this other thing. And then I assumed I would come back and people would be like, you abandoned me, you traitor. And it was quite the opposite. They were like, Hey, when are you coming to San Francisco? When are you yeah. coming to New York? Like, what, 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 what can I, what can I do? What can, how can I help you in this new thing you're doing? And so I, I, I don't want, I mean, I do want actually, like if people flooded my LinkedIn with like, Hey, Michael, could you help with this? Like, I would love to have the problem of like, triaging a full LinkedIn inbox of people needing direction, help, those sorts of things. Um, that that's, I mean, there is an answer of no. Well, there's some things I'm not good at. You, sir, are the VP of enterprise something. What does it say there? VP of enterprise, right? Your sales, yeah. right? Yeah. And you throughout your career, have always had creative titles to hide the fact you hide the word sales, but I use the word sales unashamedly. And I say, I, Tucker Johnson, do sales. I am not a salesperson because I'm just because I'm not, but I do sales because sales is not what people think it is. Sales, people have this perception that sales is, you know, like the used car salesman out there saying anything that they need to to close the deal, stab you in the back. There's just this negative, un unwarranted perception of sales out there. So people don't like to talk about like, yes, I am in sales, but when it comes right down to it, sales is about adding value, it is. right? 
And you know who, who really said that the first time to me that it, it hunk home is our friend Laura, Laura yeah. Daly. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, I was explaining it to, to her and, you know, she, she was basically like, look, sucker, I don't, I don't sell. Like, I don't, that's not what I do is I help people find problems or I help people, find, help people diagnose problems and find solutions for their problems. And, you know, I think I had heard that before, but coming from her was the first time it seemed like genuine or it seemed something it clicked for me you know, laura laura is a master of what you just described and if you look at the relationships she's had throughout her career they're long term they're loyal yeah they're people who when they're in yeah, town i'm like teaching a workshop for her like a couple of weeks and she's i'm yeah. like no i'm not going to charge you for that shit, right yeah because I, I that's mean, the type of relationship shit she's built it 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 it's just, it's, and Laura was, is a great example of it. We, and I, I mean, Tucker, the one thing I would, I would ch challenge that you said though, is uh -oh. there was a time in my career where I shied away from sales. And if you guys can hear the lawnmower, that's awesome. Um, the, this shied away from sales. Um, and then I realized, oh my goodness, I've been born to do this. My grandfather was a cattle trader which in English is fine literally line, fine line the, term, rust, the term trader and rustler. Yeah. Well, we, you use the term, are you cattle trading with me right now yeah. when you're like negotiating and selling? And so that, that I realized this is in my genes. And so I fully embraced it, but what, what's happening now? For well, you me, did study theology, <laughs> right? I'm just saying you've got the, Smith -Yule, Smith -Yule you've been, the you've person. been selling products your entire life. <laughs> Smith Yule said to me when I started at, we localized cause they acquired the company. Uh -huh. uh, I for, he, yeah. he said, uh, if you can sell God, man, you can sell anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't, uh, to, to my, to, to my better, I was probably a terrible God salesman. I still am. <laughs> Which, thank God I ended up in localization. A, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I'm a very poor light on a hill. Let's put it yeah. that way. So, so, but what, what my career is transformed into now is uh, when I can help and when I can sell and diagnose and create solutions, I do. The bigger game for me now is how do I create opportunity for others to do that? Well, you're more about connecting people now, yep. right? And yep. I, I think the higher you get because you can't be an expert in everything. So like when I talk to someone like you or my partner Renato or someone like that now, it's like the value that you guys bring a lot of times, not that you don't know stuff, but is like I know the person you need to talk to. And it translated, we, we say it like this, we, cause we're, we're doing a lot of hiring. There's a plug and especially in the enterprise growth area, which is business development and account management. And what we look for is we, every company talks about their, their pillars and they usually talk mm -hmm. about a stool, right? You sit at the stool and the top of the stool is being a servant, right? If you want to be at the table at translated, you need to be a servant of other people. And I describe that as if some, you see someone's thirsty, you get them a cold glass of water. It's that mm. simple. And then, but our pillars, the legs of the stool are three things for enterprise sales. It's curiosity, mm. empathy. And then the third one, I, I actually changed. It's movement. You mm. need to have a propensity to move. And that the first, when we first named this, we said action. Cause you know, we want closers. And I, as that, that sort of percolated in me, I thought, you know, sometimes it's wrong to close business. Hmm. Sometimes it's the yeah. wrong timing. Sometimes it's bad business. Sometimes it's insincere. And so I would rather have people who move in the direction towards people, move away from people, or move others to other people that can help them. That, so those well, are our three principles. What was it before? And I'm going to get to the comments here in a sec, but what was the pillar before? You said you, you changed it. It was action. Action. We wanted people to have a propensity to action. And I think movement captures action. I think it, it does too. captures more. I think yeah. it does too. Yeah. Let's get to the chats here. Who's who's talking to us? Alyssa, our friend Alyssa Jorgen. We were just talking about you last night. Alyssa says, I fully embrace the dirty salesperson identity. And... <laughs> you see dirty South. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Miami in the yeah. Sounds like Alyssa to me. And she is a 
damn good dirty salesperson too. So I don't care. I don't care why you do as long. I mean, hey, hey, if you're my salesperson, close business. <laughs> right? I don't care if you're moving or if you're actioning. Close business. Right? Uh, no, I want to take issue with this cattle trading. So my grandfather ran cattle from, uh, I think, Indiana to Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it is not a West Coast expression. It may not be a Southern expression. It may be a Northeast expression as well. But um, yeah, cattle traders. It's, I, it's horse thing. trading. Horse, horse trading. trading. Okay. You probably yeah, heard yeah. that one, Camisia, horse trading. It's synonymous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another U.S. West Coast, I always like to drop this little info bit, is branding. When we talk about branding and marketing, that came from cattle training. It did. It came from cattle yeah. training because he used to brand. So I got to tell the story because it is related to oh God, cooperation and competition. It's a story of my grandfather. And um, my grandfather w- went off to war in the uh, – you know depression era he was a pilot for the is it b26 bombers the flying fortresses yep uh he was two inches too short to be to be considered which meant he had like in those flight in those planes you had to reach under the the where the steering column was and so he had to stretch further than most people he was too little to do it and he still did it that most half the people who flew in these planes died and yeah, they were basically death traps. They were, and he lived. And when he came home from war, he wanted to be a veterinarian, um, but my grandmother had gotten pregnant. They ended up having nine kids. So his story for <laughs> to become a veterinarian was, was not going to happen, and he had to make money, and so he went into cattle trading. Um, he did well, and being in that sort of depression era, there was always meat on the table, which is good if you have nine kids. Yeah. Now... Well, it's easy to it's easy to have meat on the table when you have nine kids. You just end up with eight or seven of them after a while. And so, but the story I want to get to is my grandfather's career really took off when he had a small, uh, what do they call them, herd of cattle that got stolen by the largest uh, farm in America. And I I don't remember the names, but it was a insignificant number to this farm, and it was my grandfather's livelihood. Mm -hmm. And he had a choice of basically sue this company that has infinite lawyers and would put him through the mud and basically destroy him both emotionally and financially in the lawsuit or just sort of take it on the chin from them. And my grandfather chose to take it on the chin, Mm. which is very antithetical, right? For Americans at least. Yeah. And what ended up happening was- We have a rebellious streak, especially when- yeah. yeah, we want to fight. We would, well, we want to fight the, the man, man, right? We want to fight the man. Yeah. And my grandfather chose not to. And what ended up happening is all of his peers, who also were small traders, decided to start sending all that they could to him. Mm. And the community came around him to support. And he ended up being wildly successful. And to the point where when I was a kid, he had to be in his late 70s. He would... He would have a herd come up, you know, once a year, it was kind of symbolic. And then my dad and I went to auction with him and it's exactly, if you guys have ever been to a rodeo or something like that, it's an outside, uh, uh, stadium, kind of small with cowboy hat. One dollar, one dollar, one dollar, one Can you do the auction right in your voice? I can't do the auction in your voice. And we're walking in while this is going on. And the guy mid call stops and says, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Stevens. He stopped his call into the building. Wow. We would like you to stand. And the it wasn't a lot of people. I'm not saying it was like 200 people, but it was 50. Numbers and don't they, matter. Numbers. They are, stood yeah. up and they took their hats off, and they had a moment for my grandfather. That's cool. I, this was my coming to grips with sales as a noble profession. Yeah. Right. Like I I, I didn't. I had the dirty, I like, I could be operations. I could be marketing. I could be these things, but like my grandfather, like I, I think I was 14 or so when that happened, that should have like clicked something in my brain of like, Whoa, this is a noble profession. And it wasn't until I was almost 40 at least that I went, no, wait, not only was I born to do this, there's a way to do it with integrity Mm -hmm. and wholeheartedness that people can recognize. And, um, I, I hope like, I hope our industry gets beyond this. Like, let me fill up people's inboxes with 
I can give you 10% off or um, what you're paying currently, or, you know, all of these templates that are out there that are just wasting people's time and filling up spam filter or getting caught in spam filters. Like we're better than that. We have more interesting things to do than that. And we're, we have an industry that has things that are better than that to offer. So what is this idea that you have, you know, we were talking about last night, the, the vendor side in our industry, all vent, we are all the same vendor or how did you put it? Like we just haven't admitted <laughs> yeah, it. Well, let, let's get to comments first though. I just want to make sure that we're up to date here. Um, Camisia, this must be West Coast. Link. Oh, we got that. Uh, Merrick. Hey, Merrick. Um, love the pillar movement moving towards people away from people. He's, he's now going to steal that and do his five videos and write a research paper on that. That's what we do here at MZ. He is, I'm that's not going to say anything anymore. I'm going to sit that's, here silent. That's why I have this, right? <laughs> not because, not because it is an awesome piece of information with a lot of data backed, um, writing and articles about language and research report it published by translated that's not why i'm showing it i'm showing or that's not why i have it i have it because i'm going to copy everything and publish it under nimsy you should be we should be spurring people yeah. on was that, that subtle enough was that plug you, subtle enough that i snuck in there tim ferris no but um, but seriously guys like no. check this out plug this michael because i will but i'm going to tell the story first before i plug it okay tim ferris when he put out his first book, The Four Hour Work Week, mm-hmm. he lost his mind because someone turned it into a PDF and it was giving away for free on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh my goodness, these aren't books. I could be getting book revenue for this. And some friend of his or advisor, or whoever it was, said, The people who are taking that like PDF that. would never buy your book. Yep. But your ideas are getting out there. Mm-hmm. And people do a few things with ideas they, they take them and they ignore them. They take them and they try to implement and they fail. They take them and they're able to implement them and make themselves better. Or the best option is they take your ideas and they build something better upon them. And then they come back to you and they say, man, look what I built with what you taught me. Mm. And then guess what? You're better for it because someone's taken your idea and stolen it. I mean, this is where people complain and I still hear it and it drives me nuts about, you know, IP issues in China. It is a cultural thing where a culture believes ideas do not belong. It's the same as Native American Indians who didn't believe land belongs to someone. Mm-hmm. In China, how can an idea belong to someone? I can take your idea and I can build it. And Chinese people it. in the comments section, fact check us. <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong, but this is, this is where I push back on Western countries who are like, I don't want to take my product to China. It's going to be duplicated and I'm never going to get money for it. And I'm like, then make your product better. Did, Offer something Microsoft, different. Offer something yeah, different. Offer more value. Is Microsoft still relevant in China? Huh? Yeah. Is Google, even though there's Baidu? Yeah. Is Amazon? Well, I don't know. That's a tough one. Alibaba's kind of mm-hmm. crushing them. Yeah. There. But, but mm-hmm. I mean, so it's competition. And it gets us into the same conversation that, that, that collaboration can still lead to competition, but the, you said it earlier, it's not a zero sum game, right? It's an infinite game. I can go out today. Oh, it's going to get loud. I can go out today and lose a deal and be back in a deal against the same people next week and win. Yeah. And that's happened before. I've seen you do that. And Seth Godin, <laughs> right? Seth, Seth Godin describes the infinite game as a parent with the child throwing a ball back and forth. And okay. that, that's what we're doing. And when we look at our work as an infinite game, you're not trying to beat the child at throwing the ball back and forth. If you are, you yep. shouldn't be playing catch with them. It's the joy of the activity. And if we can start finding the joy in our work and trying to do things better and trying to spur each other on to be better, our industry will be better. Um, the companies we serve will be better and the world will be better. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it comes back to this other thing that is the, the underlying principle of be, us being one company. Translators, you work for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> like the dirty secret is it's a finite number of translators and they're all plugged into the same, all the companies in our industry. Yeah. Some companies work with translators better than others. 
That's a fact. It's the vendor so management function, right? Don't disrespect the vendor management because it's tools, a big part of the value added by Intel SP. And the tools they use and the mm -hmm. financial element of who pays on time and who pays 45 days or oh, 90 days. I've seen I mean, that destroy multi-million dollar accounts just not being able to manage the ones and zeros and yeah. track everything. Yes. So. And so that's where... I say, and it's a con conceptual thing because clearly everyone has different business licenses and we pay different taxes. And so we are separate companies. But if you think about the concept of we're all actually doing the same thing and some of us are just better at certain parts of it than others. So if we're all doing the same thing, that would be, so what you're proposing is that we expand our tribe, right? Like we're a tribal species, and right now, if if our my tribe is my company, you're suggesting like no, actually, your tribe is like the industry, or perhaps the vendor side, right? If we want to expand our tribe a little bit further, we expand it to the entire industry, the localization industry. But we can't stop there, and I know you agree with me on this. We can't we can't keep talking to ourselves. Um, in this industry and only ourselves and if we're not careful that's what it's turning into it's just i was in a meeting yesterday and i said you know the problem with us in this room as smart as we think we are we all know the same people yeah and it severely limits our ability i i and hey i'm point. part of the problem i'm sitting here talking to someone on my podcast who i've known for 15 years instead <laughs> of reaching out to we're like guys do not be like us no case no. study and what not to do. <laughs> exactly. so so one thing that i, I there are two things I, I wanted to bring up and I forgot the first, so I'll just go on the second. We, oh, tribalism. Mm. There's a book, there's a TED talk that the guy wrote a book on where it talks about four levels of tribalism. The first one is I suck. The second one is you suck. The third one is we're awesome. You suck. And then the uh, fourth level, I believe, is let's work for the good. And this is a terrible summary of a really remarkable book in ted talk i like, suck i suck like that's the that's a suicidal tribe yeah. right like it's a tribe of one and it's sad okay the other one is you suck you suck so it's the angsty teenager who okay me against the world black and me against the world okay the third one is i found a tribe and we're awesome yeah this is what most companies do we're yeah. awesome but the rest of y'all suck mm -hmm. yeah and the fourth level is let's search out a universal good. Yeah. So it's sort of the, 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 the destruction of tribalism. Right? And, and that's coming from a place of power too. When you start having conversations like that, because, and I, I find when you aren't worried about the competition and what the quote unquote competition is doing, and you're more focused on like, how do I find new ways to add value? Then it's everybody wins. Right. Um, even your competition wins because the they lose and they get better or they go out of business. And the competition is a point in time. Right. Like I said, yeah. it's a point in time and they're either evolving or deteriorating. I'm either evolving or deteriorating. And even if I may have a technological advantage today, I may have a one month window on yeah. it or a two month, two year window. Regardless, it's the point in time. And we can look at and be brutally honest about where we are at our point in time and then sort of start thinking, what can I do to get a little bit better so tomorrow? So what can we do as an industry? I don't want to talk about what we can do as an industry because the industry isn't a person. Well, let's see, Before we jump in there, uh, let's get back to the chat chats here. Um, Nimsy Insights, my guess the movement pillar totally came from Michael's wife. Oh my gosh, that is Nimsy. That's my company commenting that. It did, um, actually, because my wife is a movement artist. And oh. um, I, start, I started thinking, this Good is guess. Alyssa. By the way, Alyssa took over your admin. God, is that Alyssa commenting under the company <laughs> yes. page? Yes. You yes. haven't worked for me for two months. <laughs> I am cutting you off right now, Alyssa. <laughs> so I'll just monologue. God, she knows how to cuss shit, doesn't she? Your admin, uh, your admin yeah, page. just monologue <laughs> while I cut Alyssa <laughs> off here. I wish. It was funny. I had two points on the, the tribal thing, and then I, I, lost the I lost the first point first and then got to the second. What were we? What did you say after tribals about what we can do? What what, um, what we can do as an industry? But I'm less interested in talking about what we can do as an industry. And what can I do as an oh. individual? What can Camicia, yes, Alicia, Marek do? This is do? my story. I, can, I I would tell. So nice. um, 
I, multilingual uh, allowed us to do a uh, webinar, a panel discussion, and we did it on artificial intelligence. And Translated's founders started a school of AI. It's called the Pi School. So I had the head of the school slated to speak. Um, I had another friend who runs a conversational AI company, and we had had him on the podcast. And so he was my second person to come. And then there was sort of a list of other people I knew who I was hoping to, to gather and draw in on this uh, conversation. And I realized it was going to be all dudes. Now, thankfully, we had people of color mm-hmm. represented. So at least it wasn't all white middle-aged dudes, but it was all dudes. And I made a stupid, I did a really stupid thing. I made a public commitment to our friends at Multilingual and to the people in, in Translated that I am going to make this not be a panel of all dudes. And um, which then, you know, you make commitments like that, you're on the hook. Yeah. Like you're responsible. And yeah. I had no reasonable means of solving this and i just went i know how to do sales and so i just went to linkedin and i started writing people i looked at my network because mm-hmm. i do live with a principle that i'm at the point in my life where if i have a problem and i don't know how to solve it someone in my network does yeah and so the power of the network and i just started going it takes the I, maturity though just really quickly because I think some people in the audience or not in the audience might need to hear this is that takes the maturity to be able to ask for help without um, prostrating yourself before people. Asking for help does not need to be like, I'm worse than you. Help me, rabbi. Like, it, it's people want to help. People like to help. Um, particularly, people like to help people in their tribe. Well, right? also, getting to speak on a panel put on by multilingual is a privilege. Oh, there's the, there's your plug for me. Thank you. And, Call for papers we, open now, people. A season series coming up. You had really good panelists. You did. But my friend at the conversational AI company, they just got funded by Amazon. Like, if we had a panel of all dudes, it would have been a killer panel. It just would have been completely. Wait, say, say that again. I need that sound bite to blackmail about, you with <laughs> yeah exactly but, it, but i said it would have been biased yeah. and short-sighted mm-hmm. and so to make this so go listen to the the talk because it was i was just the host it it ended up being really well and i will say we did i was able to help fulfill that commitment and then afterwards what i did was i wrote the person who joined us and said hey i have a gap in my life and it is i don't know enough women who do work in AI, you happen to go to operate in different uh, networks and circles than I do. If at any point it would be a benefit for you to introduce me to people there or have me involved, I'm willing, but I, you're under no obligation or, you know, don't, don't help, don't have, don't help the white guy was sort of this, the, what I was trying to say, yeah. but also the world would be better if we can, use the access and networks we have with each other Mm -hmm. and so i I think that's a very tangible thing people can do is if you just started in this industry um you still went to a college probably or dropped out like me or dropped out but you probably know a couple people i went and you you know a couple people from your college (laughs) my dealer was in the dorm so i had to go sometimes so when, when Tucker started in localization, he could get people good weed. And that was his value that he brought to the industry. It's all about adding value. <laughs> and but but there is don't don't underestimate like you were saying the the value and feel like oh I'm just so needy oh help me yeah um yeah. have dignity first. Well, first of all, it's not a good look, right? <laughs> For, first of all, like let's just. Like, it, you don't gain respect that way, yeah. right? Not, caveat, not in the culture I come from, right? In some cultures, that might be um, the, the thing to do, right? But, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of it. I don't, I don't know if sort of groveling and destitute is, is looked upon favorably in any culture. Well, that, um, that would, think... the cultural difference would be they wouldn't even think of it as destitute. Groveling. Okay. They think of it as good manners. Good manners. Well, but then you know, being reserved or being um, quietly confident 
or you know there, there are other ways that you can position yourself um i because i had to have uh, preaching training i remember um one of the principles was uh be willing to share and be vulnerable but always do, do it in strength and you can say things like hey man i have this major problem in my life i'm sure you do too yeah yeah you know and it's it's simple as that like i I'm sure you have trouble reaching the people who you want to talk to the same way I do. So why don't we work on this together and see if we can't use what little we have to take our network a little bit further and benefit the industry. Yeah. For that. It's a, it's a powerful, it's a powerful message. Right. And I think, um, we're, we're just very fortunate to be in this industry and have that coopetition here. Let's uh let's look at some comments and then give closing arguments here. So, Simeo Tito, linguist. Hello from Angola, traveling with you. Oh my gosh, we are an international Whoa. podcast now. Dude, good to see you. Angola, thank you. Thank you, Simeo. I don't think you've been in the comments before, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Camisia, type for posterity. This resonated. Be brutally honest about. Where now, now I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to be something Michael said, or is this going to be one of my quotes? <laughs> be brutally honest about where we are at our point in time and what we can do to get better. I think that's a Michael quote. You got the Camisia stamp of approval. Oh. And Alyssa says, Michael, let me introduce you to our head engineer, Mercedes Garcia. Do you know Mercedes? I don't. No. Alyssa's trying to sell in the comments section. I can block her. Is that allowed? This is not the unconference, which I'm a big fan of. You're not allowed to sell at the unconference, but clearly, Alyssa, you're allowed to sell here because Tucker. Well, she's she's, your, she's you one of those. Your admin. You lost your admin rights. Yeah, they were revoked. I yanked those right now. That's why she's. Was, that's why she's commenting was, from her own profile and not the Nimsy profile anymore. Story. It was. Story. I got to tell the story why you did it. This is. But I'd Alyssa like is a great example of, of like having just have balls, you know, go out there, do stuff, beg, um, beg forgiveness, don't ask permission and <laughs> hack the company account for the company you used to work for. Well, we, we refer to this uh, translated as our pirate side. You know, you have uh, Reed Hoffman says you have companies that are the Navy and you have companies that are pirates and both of them have their value, but know which one you are. Don't be a pirate that joins the Navy because you'll have a really hard time. Don't be a Navy guy and join a pirate ship because you'll be unhappy. That is so brilliant. It's it's simple kind of Reed, Reed Hoffman, you guys, founder of LinkedIn, Gray Rock investor, like he's the oracle of Silicon Valley, great great thinker. And um, we we have a very pirate side to our. We, we own a boat. We're, we're sailors. Yeah, you you we, legitimately we, translated legitimately has a boat. Yes, and we created our own version of a pirate flag for that boat. That's an internal. It's an internal branding thing. It's awesome. I, we, I don't think you can find it online. Well, if you look at the video of the boat, it, there it is. Does exist on the video. Um, so, but you know, don't give up your pirate side if that's who you are. There's a place for that in the industry. If you're a process oriented, um, by the rules, let's set it up. There are companies in our industry that you will benefit. Oh, this is just a beautiful, beautiful video. Um, we are doing a race around the world. I'm for those listening as a podcast. We're showing a video of the translated nine, which is yeah. translated sail uh, racing boat. Racing boat, and we are we are we have bought the yacht. We're doing training in Rome and San Francisco, um, and in 2023, we're going to take a crew of people from the localization industry to race around the world wait say, say that again say that again we need to we are taking a crew of non-professional sailors and doing the hardest sailboat race in the world with people from the localization industry eric wolfel your g Perchel, if you're listening if, if anyone out here knows them i need to call them because yeah. they i i know some guys some old moravia guys they they would literally charter not charter but they take a pirate tour every this year this is a this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for two reasons the first is if you're anywhere in the proximity of san francisco paul Cayard is probably the most globally well-known sailing coach and captain is our coach for our trainings out of San Francisco. 
So we have the world, the, the, the leading world. He's a Michael Jordan in Italy, right? Because of the, the competitions he's done there. So Paul Cayard is doing our coaching. So that's a once in a lifetime chance is to go to San Francisco and sail for a day or two uh, with Paul Cayard. The other once in a lifetime thing is more people summit Everest in a year than have ever completed the Ocean Globe race. And it's been going since 1973. So it crosses all three horns of the continents and it is incredibly dangerous. And and you pull into port, right? Like each leg, there are four legs and each leg is 45 days. Four legs, each leg is a month and a half. Yes. So you're at sea for a month and a half? Yes. With on this? With no technology. On this. On this. With how many other people? No GPS, no motor. You none of those are allowed in the race on our boat. It is the it you have to be on a boat that is raced in the first three of these races. The first one was in nineteen seventy three. And only with the technology that existed during that time. So you will be navigating by charts and stars and for 45 days straight. Are you doing no it? No cell phones. No cell phones. I am a registered and if I'm selected, yes. That's pretty and awesome. I am, I'm not a professional sailor. It's a Swan 65, which many have said is the most beautiful boat ever, ever made. Um, it is also... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Who the heck is your cinematographer? That's one thing that fast. I just can't hold it in any longer. Like you hey, guys put out some employees. good stuff. These are all employees. Wow. Too, on the kudos video. to whoever you and, are, sir. Hey, or lady. I, this kind of came up earlier and I probably shouldn't say it, but we have a, a, a pirate expression that definitely doesn't, wouldn't be used generally in American companies. We say it translated. We don't hire ugly people. And if you watch our videos and that's, you see the joke of that is if you work there and you say that you're actually saying I'm super good looking, it's a really vain narcissistic thing. But when you say it, not everyone gets it. They're like, ah, you're making jokes about ugly people. And it's like, no, actually what I'm saying is I'm super conceited. And so we don't hire ugly people. Watch our videos and you too could be as beautiful as people in that video. Yeah. You too can be as beautiful as Michael. We're hiring. Did I mention that? You're hiring. You're hiring. We need to grow. We I, need to grow. I think I, I think I actually even have a freaking no, 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 no. There's, there, there's a hiring. There's a hiring. We're hiring. Oh, we're hiring. Yes, Mimsy's hiring. Uh, Translated's hiring. There's a lot of growth happening right now in our industry. There is. There um, is. And, and but I'm excited. This is breaking news. If guys, people didn't see it yesterday. Um, yes. There was an announcement of funding for Translated. Uh, Ardian. Uh, one of the largest private investment firms in Europe. I think they have $112 billion under their portfolio and assets, um, almost all owned by their ownership, which is outrageous. Um, they, uh, and I want to get the number correct uh, before I say it, because it's in the press release, $25 million investment in Translated. And uh, we're just, we're thrilled about how this opens up our our goal is that every person on earth is understood and has understanding and we see the support of Ardian as first of all confirmation from the market that other people believe yeah. that this is a valuable it's validation it's um, validation yeah. it's validation but it also unlocks the the resources for us to start accelerating uh our our ability to do this so um when i say we're growing um my hope is it's at a uh, blinding pace. Yeah, uh, you guys, so exciting. You guys will be growing. Um, you know what we do here at Nimzy is we're observers. We watch the LSPs and stuff, and you guys got you guys got some cool stuff up your sleeve. Um, stuff that other yeah. people aren't really catching up with yet, because you you guys were translated was like a sleeper agent for a long time. You guys didn't know the gold mine that you're sitting on. So now that you're finally out there telling people about it, well. People want more. Well, it's 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 the, it, maybe they did, maybe they did yeah maybe they didn't know, but they also you know timing is everything, and there, True. for our for our industry to be successful, there's certain computing power that's needed to 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 get done the stuff we do. The reason that neural machine translation is so successful now is because the machines are so much smarter. Fair enough. Yeah, and. 
And so we look at this as sort of timing as we're closing in on some of these technology gaps. Um, we have some really interesting things around the energy use of our company being a green company, but going well beyond being green um, and that we're pursuing. And these are like long-term stress so that energy costs go up around the world, which they will, mm-hmm. you know, that impacts companies' ability to uh, have things available. It, 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 people will be priced out of the market because of high energy costs at some point. And so these are the sort of things we're wow. thinking about it translated and how to move within the market. And um, yeah, I, we also just, I mean, from my perspective, I need people who know enterprise sales and enterprise account management. So, so quick question, um, Michael Stevens, is translated hiring? Um, how many times do you have to say something for it to stick with people? Six? I think, uh, I think it's six. Four. I think we're at four or five. So translate. I, I just said it again. Yes. I just said that so again. Translated is hiring. There we go. We're, so at six. We're, we're there. We got it. If people haven't gotten it by now, I don't think I want them to work for us. Yeah, we're, we're at six, guys. And we're at like, <laughs> oh, we've been doing this over an hour. I normally try to keep these around 45 minutes, but I could easily go longer with you. Come on again, and we can shoot the shit about a number of tangents good. we avoided today. Yeah, man. And the, next, the next thing we do, let's, let's, I mean, the next oh. thing that happens with either of our companies, let's just sit around and talk. Comments, so. though. I want to give shout-outs. Alyssa. No, we're not reading Alyssa anymore. Camisia, Michael, plus Translated's panel. Oh, thank you, Camisia. Camisia put a link in the comments to Michael's Translated panel, or Michael's panel. The Multilingual Summer Series. I was looking for it, but it's hard because I'm doing other stuff. And and Catherine Santora, welcome. Hello, Nimsy friend. I think this is your first time in the comments too, Catherine. Welcome. Hey, Catherine. It's good to have you. So with that, Michael, we are going to play some music. We're going to play us out here. Any closing thoughts, closing arguments? No, I just thank you for anyone who listens to this. And, um, you know, I, it, just really grateful. And thank you, Tucker. I, I I don't say that to you enough. You're doing great work. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, unfortunately, my music's not working, so you guys don't get a nice little ditty as can we. I, can I beatbox and you sing? You Let's can. You can beatbox. Oh, oh my goodness! My my whole thing just busted here. All right, Nimsy Insights is a market research and consulting company specialized in the language services industry. And with that, my buttons are all broken, so we're going to end this very abruptly. Have a great day, guys. Nimsy.